Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, that as rich guys would do epic shit. And now, your host, that's Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. Glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're on cool. This is my advice to you. And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. All right, go bros. I got Mr. Brian Beers here from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Part of the... I don't want to say the best. I want to say the most, one of the most well-run local GoBundance tribes that I've seen, and certainly the most consistent that I've seen and the longest running that I've seen. So I'll, I'll give it out there so I don't offend anybody else. Uh, maybe we could chat a little bit about how that works. But uh, Brian, welcome to the GoBundance podcast. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. So, Brian, here's the deal. So, you got you got a couple of minutes here, but I want you to tell your story. How old are you, Brian? I um, uh, just turned 33. All right. So, for your first 33 years, I want you to tell us your life story from the day you're born till now. Go ahead. Sure. Yes, yeah, so I've born and raised uh, suburbs of Philadelphia. I've got uh, you know, two great parents. Uh, two older brothers. Uh, one of them is, is now my uh, business partner. You know, my dad, he was, he was an entrepreneur. Uh, my mom, you know, she worked in the family business. You know, they always taught me the value of hard work. You know, I had jobs throughout high school working at a music store. I worked, uh, you know, in the business a little bit. I went to uh, University of Miami, Florida. I majored in uh, entrepreneurship as part of the business school and minored in computer science. You know, at the time I uh, you know, did database web development, iPhone apps. Um, yeah, I, was, I was pretty into that. After college, I uh, decided to come back home and join the family business, uh, which is we operate uh, Midas automotive repair uh, franchises. Uh, at the time, we had they had six locations, um, and it was 2010, and it, it, it wasn't going that well. You know, the, the 08, 09, 10 there had been, been pretty tough on the business, and, you know, my, my dad and uncle had been in it since the 70s. So they retired. Uh, they were getting ready to, to sell them. Uh, you know, they owned a couple of the, the real estate properties. Uh, they were going to keep them and, and sell the business. So anyway, I joined, and you know, I, I knew nothing about the cars. I, I think I've, uh, I think I changed a spare tire once in my life, uh, and uh, I've never done an oil change or anything like that. But 
you know, I, I had a, a knack for, for business and, and people and, you know, our business is, is people and process, um, it's communication. Um, I don't, you know, I don't need to fix cars myself. I just need to be able to, um, you know, explain it to people and, and, and educate. So anyway, I, I joined the business, learned it from, from scratch and, um, and we, we grew it, breathed a new life into it. And then 2016, we started buying additional locations, um, my, my brother and I. So now we, now we operate 12 in total, uh, all, all still in, in Philadelphia. And yeah, we, we do pretty good with it. So that's like, that's you know, one kind of pillar of it. Um, another is we, we just opened a new franchise uh, actually this weekend uh, where we provide uh, mobile uh, fleet washing services. So we go on site to uh, distribution centers and wash um, track trailers, garbage trucks, pretty any 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 commercial vehicle. So we're pretty excited about that. We have a, we have a, a de- development agreement to open up in uh, three different markets, starting in Philly, uh, and we we plan on growing it to be uh, be a pretty profitable business. Um, it's kind of a recurring revenue model. We get high margins, low overhead. Um, so we're, we're excited about that. You know, then we, we invest in uh, our profits back into growing the business, you know, through new shops, this new venture, or, or in real estate. Uh, in the 12 months, we've, we've acquired seven single-family homes, uh, 14-unit apartment building. Uh, almost all of them are, are you know, C-class, a few Section 8, and, uh, and some neighborhoods not around us that are pretty close to us that have some good um, price-to-rent ratios. You know, I'm, I'm big on focusing on mindset, systems, processes. You know, I read a lot. You know, looking just to compound our growth. Uh, I'm, I'm married. Uh, my wife has. Uh, we've been together since high school, and we have a beautiful uh, daughter who is uh, almost four years old. That's, uh, that's my. Story. That's really cool. That's really cool. I got uh, several questions just on that before we get into sure. your one sheet stuff. So, uh, what's the name of the franchise that you? Is it a? It's a franchise, I assume. Mm-hmm words that you use that you the mobile fleet washing franchise yeah it's called a fleet clean it's pretty uh, wild huh? yeah and it's very, it's spe- the, very specific yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's a super focused niche they're pretty pretty new i think it was started in i don't know 20 2015 or, or something and they grew it um i actually looked at it in 2018 uh but at the time i didn't i didn't think it was like that big of a business and so I stopped looking at it. And then that same year, they got bought out by a private equity company who also owns the largest uh, fleet, mobile fleet washing company uh, in the US. And so now they kind of, this, this company kind of has two divisions. They got corporate and they got, you know, the franchise, which is actually similar to Midas because Midas, you know, is a franchise, but it's owned by TBC, which operates like Tire Kingdom and has Big O and, you know, some other tire brands and auto, auto brands. Um, so similar in that regard. But yeah, so super niche. You know, the, part of the part of the uh, deal is they've got a uh, the, through the franchise they have a call center. Uh, so we we have a guy who like three days a week makes outbound calls to um, you know their database of of customers, you know, trucking companies, trash companies, anybody with commercial vehicles, and either closes closes the sales on on the phone or, or sets up meetings. Um, so I have a, I have a meeting today. Uh, with with one with, with one account, I got a meeting tomorrow with another account, and like I said, we just we just opened this thing. So, but uh, it's it could be good. I mean, garbage companies, you know, they'll have sixty or seventy garbage trucks. They pay, you know, twenty five to thirty bucks per truck, and they get them washed every single week. Uh, so one garbage account is sixty seventy grand a year, easy. Oh, so these are all garbage trucks. Uh, garbage well, trucks. All kinds of trucks. Yeah, yeah, tractor trailers. We're going to do uh, Red Bull, you know, little Red Bull trucks. We got 
you know, propane companies, anybody with a large vehicle that can't go through a car wash pretty much is, is a customer. So, uh, so, so how does that, so tell me how this has worked with, um, you and your dad and your brother, like, um, first of all, let me ask you if you don't mind sharing, like economically percentage wise, how did you guys start out when you first got out of college? How has it evolved? Uh, how, how, how do you and your brother get paid? Your dad gets paid for people that may want to raise sons of the business, so to speak. You know what I mean? I mean, we've got several of them, um, several people in the tribe that are, are, are in similar situations to you that are going through this situation and that have aspirations of having their kids get into business with them. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Um, yes, yeah, so when I first started in the, 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 the business, the Midas business, you know, I, I was salaried um, at, I don't know, 40 grand a year or something. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot. And then I, uh, you know, as I got, you know, more experienced and, and whatever, I got, you know, raises through the family, but the, the real came when, in when we started to open up new stores, um, we created a separate entity. Uh, and I, at the time, actually it was just me and I, I was a hundred percent owner of it, uh, of two of the locations, the, the first two that we bought. Um, yeah. so let me stop you there. Cause that's a, that's a great, um, that's a great thought, and I, I and I agree with that. Like, uh, I, I've had friends, and I know people that kind of did it, whereas there was no opportunity to fail, and in the family business. And I think that I don't necessarily agree that that's the the best way to do it. I know one guy that has four kids, and all four do different jobs in the business, but none of the four have had an opportunity to fail, and it's caused infighting because. Some integrate so much more profit, and others don't integrate any profit at all. And so, I think it was really intelligent of, of your dad or you, whoever, to, to go and say, "All right, go ahead. You know, you're, you're going to make a salary, and you know, go get your head kicked in. Yeah. Learn the hard way, right? Is that kind of what happened? Yeah. Talk to me about that. Man. Yeah. No, I mean, nothing. Nothing was kind of given there. I mean, I was given opportunity, but I had to prove myself and. Uh, especially in the beginning because you know you come in you're the boss's kid and you know i'm working with these guys who've been in you know auto repair or whatever their whole life and i you know I, I knew nothing about it um but you know i i you know, gain respect and and you know you bring new ideas and all that's part of it and then uh yeah when we opened up when we acquired the the new locations i mean i i went to a bank and got a loan and you know we uh to, to buy them and uh so we, we integrated in a sense because we still had the infrastructure with the office and, and some of the support staff but uh, yeah, so that's so, that, so so that's the gist there. And then, how did you work it out? Like, is this your older brother, or your younger brother? Uh, he's he's uh, older. He's a few years older than I. Uh, years older. Did you? And do you have like a, a a relationship where one of you guys is a visionary and one is the integrator, like EOS system traction? Yeah, so we do we all do, that stuff. We're working on traction. We're not like you know bits and pieces kind of thing. You know, for for years I was I was both. Uh, I'm probably more the, the visionary. I'm always the one with the, the ideas and chasing shiny objects, that kind of thing. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty pretty good with the integrator. But he, you know, now we're we're sectioning off, and he's kind of more the integrator. He's better with the details and the back office and the, the following process. Uh, and I, I kind of wing it up too much, I think. Um, so as as we're kind of growing and expanding, that uh, he's more the integrator, and I'm more the the visionary. It's great. It's and, great, uh, it's great joined, that you have that. Both yeah. that you're not competing for the. For the same things, you know, yeah, and, we're, think, and you're we're, lucky, by the way, you're lucky your personalities are different. Yeah, and we're, we have a great relationship, and we're 50-50 on everything we do. So he, he joined a little later, and I, you know, 
sold him, you know, fifty percent or whatever of that that new entity, and you know, just took back a loan, and and, and we've continued to grow it. So, what did, what, what would you say? Uh, you you know, I know it was four whole years, but um, what's what are, what's like one of the number one things you learned uh, getting a, a degree in entrepreneurship? That's a good question. So it was, you know, part of the entrepreneurship like model was. A range of different courses, right? So if you were if you studied like just finance, it was a, it was a whole lot of finance, right? Or it was a whole lot of marketing if you did marketing. Where the entrepreneurship, you know, degree at least at University of Miami uh, was kind of it was a mixture. So we took, you know, we we took financing courses, we took marketing courses. Uh, there were a couple entrepreneurship courses where we wrote business plans. We you know presented them to to a panel. Uh, they had some 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 pretty successful guy. They had a guy from Bain Capital, who you know worked with Mitt Romney up up there, and uh, as as you know, teachers and kind of coaches uh, through a lot of this stuff. Um, and so you know, things I learned. I don't you know, and I don't know if this is any any business school or, or part of that, but it, you know, it was group presentation. It was putting together these business plans. It was you know they you know it was like Shark Tank a little bit. They'd be grilling us on, on uh, different questions and you know, it, was, it was all in theory, but we, we had to be able to answer them on our, on our toes. And, um, you know, I, I enjoyed all that. Um, and I think it just makes you kind of think about things and kind of that, that full picture from start to finish of, of putting an idea together and then uh, trying to execute. Yeah, I, think, I think a lot of colleges, I don't care what your major is, I think that's, that's what a lot of college uh, education does is it gets you to get you to look at the whole picture as far as cramming as far as deadlines as far as you know organizing all that stuff is necessary yep. to, to graduate college right yeah you gotta have your shit together right you <laughs> learn it you learn to get it together you know so yep. so that uh, that makes a lot of sense um all right cool so let's 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 jump into your one sheet here all right cool uh so let's talk to me about your horizontal lines how many horizontal lines you got what is your horizontal income currently so, kind of, I guess, depends how you define it. You know, we, we look at it as kind of the, the, you know, all the profits that come from the business is, is horizontal, right? So, and, yeah. So, you and your brother pay yourself a salary? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Okay. So, so the salary would be your vertical income, then your dividends would be your horizontal. Yeah. So, it's about... Salaries, you know, about 100 grand and profits distributions and about 400. Um, to about, you. Yeah, it's about five. So that's great. And can you could you really replace yourself for a hundred? Sure. Probably. Good. Okay. Maybe. Maybe uh, two hundred. Yeah, maybe two. <laughs> trying to pay less taxes, you know, like shift more of the money to. Oh, uh, how did that go very far nowadays? Yeah. Um, We're talking about lowering but, the increase our rents <laughs> that we own. Oh yeah. All right, cool. And um, and you got some. You got a bunch of Section A properties. Is it too early to get any passive income from that because of repairs and, and getting uh, we got, we got starting a little, out, or are you starting to get some? We got a little bit going. We, we really just started. We had two at the end of 20, uh, 2019. We, we had all of them have been purchased really since COVID. And oh, so really? we're, a lot of them's just been putting money back into them right away. And um, we're, we're, we're pulling a little bit of money out of them, but not, you know, not a ton yet. Um, it's a tough gig with the repairs. Once everybody underestimates the repairs. Yeah. You do your taxes, you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, <I got> <laughs> what happened to my pro forma? Yeah. Um, all yeah. right. And then what about your your personal expenses? Like, what um, what uh, percentage are you, would you say? Let me see. I got this. Uh, I think it's 200. Yeah, 200 
my expenses are about 200 grand a year, including taxes. That's awesome. So you're 200 percenter, which is great at 33. Uh, I love it. This is uh, this is good stuff. You know, very very inspirational to listen to. Okay. The wrong tribe confounds. The right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. So what are your goals? Like what, uh, like how many, how many of these, you know, fleet cleans, uh, how many Midas uh, oil changes, uh, what is it, tire repair, whatever the hell it is. How many of these do you want to own or do you want to have? Yeah, so, you know, for, for Midas, I don't know, long, I don't know, it depends long-term, short-term. In the short-term, we're looking to, to buy in the next year another another two to four. We, we got our eyes set kind of on central Pennsylvania, um, and there's, there's a couple single-store guys out there. Some of them own the real estate, so we're looking to put together some deals to you know, acquire the real estate and the, and the, the business, um, you know, and then, you know, within the market, we're, we're looking to grow, you know, the biggest challenge is, is actually that the real estate itself, we need, you know, a 4,000 square foot plus location. And there's just, there's just not a lot. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in talks with some independents, um, but a lot of the, these guys just, they move so slow um, and they want so much money, but then no one else is there to buy their place. Uh, it, it would become another use if, you know, we didn't buy it. So, so that's a challenge. So we're, we're starting to look out. You know, we've looked outside uh, Philadelphia, but I don't know that the further you get away, you know, the less control you have. And it, uh, um, you know, kind of our focus now is is is, is driving volume at, our, at our, our current ones, and we can make them a lot more profitable. We can double our profit just with the same stores we got. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You don't want to you don't want to push it and fit a square peg in a round hole. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we, we pride ourselves on, on having, you know, quality, quality locations, you know, good culture, you know, not necessarily having the most, um, you know, even in, in might of some of the biggest guys, uh, you know, their average volumes aren't good, their turnover's high, uh, you know, they, they make a lot of money in volume, but I don't know, for me, it's, I, I guess it's a pride thing. Well, uh, yeah, smart, I love it, I love fleet, it. And fleet love clean, it. you know, we're looking to, to be the biggest franchisee that they, that they got, you know, we're going to... Philadelphia, and then kind of expand, you know, spider out. Uh, we we think we can build this into a uh, over ten million dollars a year business, uh, maybe more. So that's great. All right, so at GoBundance, we talk about the HTNW, which is the horizontal to net worth ratio. It's more of a a ratio built on equity, right? Return on equity, right? Versus you know return on the net worth. Um, so first, well, we're going to do both actually. So let's let's do what. What would your horizontal income be to your total net worth? Uh, let me see. I got that here. Uh, four, fifteen percent. That's good. And the reason that his is fifteen percent, if you're listening to this, is because he's in business. It's very hard to get fifteen percent in real estate. Most of the guys that come on here that that are just relying on real estate it's more like three or four percent just because just because of the equity that the, you know in business you're able to do a lot more per the equity per the equity multiple so um, so anyway so very good I like it um all right what um, what was what is your loan to network how much do you owe and this would be recourse money yeah right that you've signed personally for 
two-year net worth? What percentage? Uh, well, all my debt? all my loans are, are recourse. I believe it's fifty percent. It's about one and a half million. The equity in your properties and in, in your companies, the cash in the bank, that sort of thing. Everything yeah. about fifty percent, which is good too. You know, yeah. most people, you know, we recommend fifty percent or less. You know, some guys I I I talk to in GoBundance that are ninety ninety percent. I think it's just ludicrous. Obviously, a way around it is is non recourse debt. So something yeah. to always think about. You know. Yep. I mean, I would imagine in your situation there, you should be able to start getting non-recourse debt. Yeah, we're, we're looking at it at a couple of the, you know, because we own a number of the properties, the Midas shops, and we're looking at those, um, you know, because we, we can sign ourselves a triple net lease and, you know, pull out some equity if we want and, and get a good a good non-recourse loan. We're, we're looking at it. Okay. All right. So let's talk about your life happiness index. What What is your LHI? Uh, it is a seven. Okay, and what what would you say the one thing on your LHI, the one uh, chapter on there that uh, it's bringing it down the most? Uh, I'd say exercise. I'm I'm uh, I've always kind of been, uh, I guess, a high metabolism, and and I you know eat well and stuff. I I just got a Peloton, so I'm I'm working on riding that and. Just, just trying to exercise, you know, get a schedule and get on it. You know, sometimes I'm so focused on work and family that I, uh, it's the you know, one thing I don't, um, I don't really do. So, mm. yeah, that'll creep up on you. So, that's good. It'll, have a, it'll help. It'll help tremendously with your stress level too, because you got a lot carrying on your shoulders. Definitely. Okay. So, what, what, what is your superpower then? What, what is your, what makes it? What's the highest one? I think I'm, I'm really good at. Uh, I guess I kind of seeing a problem and, and coming up with a solution. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good about seeing a bigger picture uh, and kind of going through what moves I think I need to make to to kind of get ourselves in the best position. I also have an excellent memory, um, which you know, kind of which helps. Um, short term and long term. Uh, yeah, both probably more better long than than short, but. Um, so, um, but and then. Uh, because I kind of screwed that up, I jumped from question to life happiness to the question <laughs> on superpower, which is fine. But let me go back to that. Like you, you, your your low end is exercise on the life happiness index. What's the high end? What which one is the highest? Would you say? You see, I I would say, I mean, children. I you know, my my daughter is you know amazing and developing. You know, just watching her develop and her, how intelligent she is and just her sense of humor. You know, then my, my, my wife, you know, we're lucky that she's able to stay at home and, and work with her every day and, you know, help her develop. And right now she's homeschooling her. So, you know, it's, that's, uh, that's, that's a really great to watch. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. And, uh, family. My, my parents, my siblings, we, we all have a, have a great relationship. I know some people that work with their, in the family, you know, it's, uh, I, I see it, you know, in, in at least in the Midas business and they, they hate each other and they don't talk or, you know, it's it's not good, and uh, I'm lucky that we all, you know, we all kind of get along. And uh, what do you think causes that? I don't know. Pro- probably, maybe, I think it's probably expectations. You know, maybe the father of you know how hard he worked or the way in which he worked, and possibly the expectation that his you know kids should work in an equivalent manner. Um, you know, I, I have a little bit of a challenge with that, where you know, obviously the way we do things now is a lot different than how my dad did things, and sometimes he. You know, he comments on it, but 
but he also recognizes that you know what we do what i do is is successful and and works these days but you know he can't help but tell me tell me what he thinks about it um yeah well i think that if i had to think about it and i i don't you know i didn't grow up like that so i, I don't have that experience but i think it probably boils down to two things one is control you know i think the patriarch your dad has given you a sense of control mm-hmm. from the beginning really yeah. shit, if you want to open up another one go ahead i don't care yep you know what i mean yeah and uh respect yep so i think i've, I've seen where father son or, or family businesses uh struggle because of respect where either party doesn't feel respected by the other and it sounds like your father even though he throws in his two cents which is fine it's it's important to have healthy communication uh he respects that you're a young you're a young kid and you went to college for entrepreneurship and you understand a lot of stuff a lot better than him so he allows it to happen yep would you agree with that yeah yeah and he he, he saw like you know you could see what i was doing and that it, you know, things work and that you know and it, it grew over time. You know, now he's completely out of the business. I mean, he lives in Florida half the year. And, um, good for him. Did he sell it to you? Does he get a cut or what? How's that work? Yeah, so he still get a, a good a good salary out of like there. You know that. You know, we have two entities. The the one that he still owns. Um, I own. Uh, my my brother and I each own ten percent of it. Uh, and we have a plan that would you know working in place to to continue to to buy more. Um, and then we uh, we we just bought out. Um, three of the properties that they, you know, the real estate side, uh, we just completed that this month. Um, you know, they financed it. So. And then you have your individual stores or is the individual stores in that? And then we have another entity that has another six stores that, you know, my brother and I are 50. Oh, I see. Um, I got you. That's yeah. great. Total 12, right? Total 12 right now. Yep. So your pop still owns 80% of six stores, which is basically 40% of everything. So something like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, good for him and good for you. I think that's I think that's well done. All right, so let's talk about giving back, right? So, Brian, tell me how, how do you give back? What how do you exercise your genuine contribution muscle? I mean, this is one I, I got to work on. I, uh, I I I don't have uh, I haven't found anything I guess I'm, I'm passionate about yet. You know, I'm I'm working with some some of our employees on some, some personal development, you know, that a lot of the guys we've got, at least on the mechanic side, uh, you know, they, they have very little, um, you know, financial education, um, you know, business or and any, any sort of, you know, uh, kind of that personal development side. So, you know, some, some of it's just working with these guys on, on educating them on, on, you know, credit and, and fi- basic finance and, and things just to try to help make their lives a little bit better on that end. Um, but beyond that, I don't I don't have any uh, charities that I'm involved in uh, at this point. Yeah. Okay. Looking, looking to find, I just I got to find something that that I can get behind. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It'll it'll strike you when it comes. Okay. So let's move on. Let's move on to uh, health. Yep. Age-defying health pillar, which you've already said that uh, you struggle with at least the exercise portion of it. So what, uh, let's talk about your diet. What what is your diet like? Diet. I mean, nothing. Um, you know, that has a title. Uh, you know, my wife cooks uh, pretty pretty healthy meals. I really don't drink any sugary drinks. Um, you know, no soda, no Snapple, no you know anything like that. And I barely eat fast food. Um, 
so I just try to I try to eat well and, and really not uh, not have too much sugar, um, which is a change I made a couple of years ago. That I think really helped. I, I stopped craving it too. I mean, you know, you go through a like withdrawal period, uh, but then you stop you stop craving it. So it's interesting, you know, because I, I find that too. Like if I have if I have like a dessert like at eight o'clock at night or something, even if it's just a little bit of ice cream or whatever. The next night, I feel like having it again. I know it's an. I addictive. could go three months without yeah. having it. It's not there. You then know I felt I mean? the first time I had a dessert after I like totally went cold turkey. I felt I felt terrible. So uh, it's pretty pretty amazing what it what it does to your your body. So yeah, interesting. All right, cool. So let's uh, let's talk about some business goals. So in the next twelve months, what's your biggest uh, business goal? Biggest goals. Uh, I mean, for the Midas, I want. I, I have two stores that we uh, we want to buy with the real estate. I've already. Um, we, we have a tentative agreement on them. It's just pushing this lady over the edge. So that's that's one. Buy buy them. Then we're looking to grow our same store uh, sales by about two million. Uh, plus plus buy these two more, and then uh, Fleet Clean. We, we're looking to open up the second market sometime next. My goal is next summer. So. Okay, so then what about family goals? What's your what's your biggest family goal uh, in the next twelve months? Uh, so my my wife uh, is is pregnant and due in May, uh, so we're you know having a having a healthy uh, you know baby and and you know that that she's okay. Yeah, that that's the number one priority. And um, family Fridays, I, I want to spend every Friday you know not working you know with with them, uh, you know kind of work those those four days and. and you know, be off three days in a row. So uh, I actually was doing it before COVID and then COVID hit and then I was like working at home every day. And then that, you know, it was hard to, hard to separate. And so now I'm, uh, I'm getting my schedule back to, um, to be able to do that. That's awesome. So let's go back a little bit in the, in the last 33 years, you know, every country music album or, or rock star has a greatest hits album, the best songs, I want to know what Brian's best songs are for his first 33 years of life. Give me like three greatest hits, poignant moments uh, that are not cliches like uh, like the day I got married or the day my daughter was born. That was my first like, one. It was more like, you know, the first day I saw my wife or when I grabbed my diploma or when I, you know, opened my first store, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like flashes of light of, of moments sure yeah so i mean i uh on the midas side you know we were the f- franchise of the year twice 2016 2018 performance and contributions to the system i'm big big believer in giving back there i'm on all the committees you know corporate ones we have franchisee ones uh in 2018 we bought a uh, a shop the uh, existing shop that was uh in west philadelphia we bought it with seller financing for uh, $50,000 down. And in the first 12 months, we, we took the sales from 900000 to one point seven, yeah. and uh, made over $300,000 out of that store. That's on a, cool. On a I seller financed uh, deal. So that was, that was a good one. And you know, it was one of our more profitable stores and kind of an instant, um, instant success there. Um, so that was a good one. One that I just actually uh, closed on was I, I uh, wanted to buy a house that would um, pay for my daughter's college. And, and in, uh, in May of this year, I heard uh, it was Tim Shiner on Bigger Pockets, and he was talking about this idea for paying for his daughter's college with a house. Uh, and the idea was you know, buy it at a good price, get it on a 15-year mortgage, and then all the cash flow would go towards you know, paying down the debt. 
And then when it's college time, we'd pull out the equity, you know, and have the con- tenants continue to pay for the education, right? So, you know, I was determined to, f- to find a house, uh, nice neighborhood, good stool district, guaranteed appreciation, something that I, you know, want to own for 20 or more years, you know, and all of our other stuff, you know, it's like that C-class and didn't really fit that profile. Um, so when I thought of my, my old neighborhood I, I, where I purchased my first home uh, 10 years ago, uh, you know, we had, we had moved out since then and, um, you know, sent Christmas cards to our old neighbors that we, you know, we had relationships with. And, you know, one of them was a 98-year-old woman named Mary. And we received a letter back uh, this, July, this January said that, you know, she had, she had passed away. Um, and so in, in May, after I, you know, I kind of had this idea, I, uh, I decided I was going to try to buy that house and, and make it, you know, that would be the house. And so I skipped Trace, the executor of the state, um, her, her nephew, and I, I mailed him a physical letter just expressing you know, my condolences and that I'd, I'd, I'd uh, appreciate, or I'd be interested in, in purchasing the house, uh, you know, cash as is, you know, if they, if they didn't have a plan. And uh, about four months later in September, he, uh, he reached out and said he was having a small open house for myself and a few other you know, probate guys who had uh, contacted him. And so we met, you know, I told him my intentions, you know, the daughter college story. And, um, you know, I, I, I beat out a couple other bids that were close. Uh, you know, we had a connection and wanted to work with me. And uh, so anyway, we, we settled yesterday on the house and bought it for 275. Uh, the ARV is 375, 400. You know, I'll, I'll 40 or 50 grand into this thing after I complete the renovations and, uh, and get the delayed financing, get my money back. So, anyway, I'm, you know, it's a, it's, it's a highlight, you know, having a, having this, this this idea, this clear vision of what I wanted, you know, and, and creating the relationship, you know, I, I always try to find, you know, what, what people are kind of looking for, and if I can help kind of make a connection. Uh, and and for this guy, he, you know, knew of me, the lady, you know, sp- spoke well of us, we were, we were neighbors, and I snow plowed her driveway and stuff. Um, anyway, after, after we completed the sale, uh, her, her nephew, you know, the, the executor there tells me that his mother, uh, this, this woman's sister, had, had passed away in September. Uh, she owned a similar house in a in a nice neighborhood, not not too far away, and uh, you know we're gonna, we're gonna have a shot at buying that one too. And so, you know, the, the lesson is, you know, ha- having that plan and, and kind of going after it, taking action. So yeah, I love it. I love it. So let's talk about future greatest hits. Obviously, healthy baby coming up. What else? What? Uh, give me a couple of future greatest hits you see in your future, buddy. Yep. So, uh, big ones, you know, that lifestyle kind of business design, uh, trying to put all the pieces in place where I do not have to be involved in, in daily involvement of the business. Uh, something we've been working on for the past year or more where, you know, we district managers and people have clear roles, responsibilities. And so that I can, um, you know, not have to be involved in, in some, some daily decisions. It's getting a lot, it's a lot better. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, I want to I travel, you know, Italy, Australia. Uh, I've never been to Europe, um, so that that's that's a goal with with the family. Um, you know, once once we're allowed to, I think that'll uh, we're start knocking those off the list. Uh, we're going to continue to build a diversified real estate portfolio. Um, it's something that I uh, look forward to passing on to my kids uh, one day. You know, I don't I don't think they're going to want to run mighty shops or have a truck cleaning business, so. Uh, we're hoping to to warehouse the money into to real estate. Um, well, wait a minute. Why do you, why do you say that? I mean, they're four years old in zero. I mean, what if your dad said that? Why why would you say I, that? I don't know. You might have said that. I don't know. Uh, no, it's I, I don't know. 
it's it's a tough business. It's 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 always changing. Is it, yeah. I, I, here's the answer. I'm going to answer it for you. It's because you don't want them to. Is that, and the reason I can answer that is because that was me. Like everyone, like I, I was a real estate agent, real estate broker, mortgage title company at one point, and and uh, people were like, well, why don't you? Ha- when are, aren't Heather and Kaylee going to get into the business? Because so many real estate uh, gurus or or real estate top real estate agents bring their kids in and I said no man this business sucks I wouldn't want my kids growing up in this business yeah. and I also kind of wanted uh, wanted them to uh, do what they could, what they want yeah that, whatever they wanted to you know to be happy so yeah, I apologize for answering that question for you but you put it couldn't possibly have any answer other than that the kid's not even born yet you say that why well, he would he or she wouldn't. All right, yeah, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they would. I don't know, but yeah, that's right. Maybe it's my 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 perception of what uh, what it is. But who know who know, who knows, right? I don't know. Maybe we'll flying flying vehicles by then, anyhow. <laughs> you will be, yeah. But there'll be a business for that. But yeah, and self driving cars still wear out, and uh, self driving trucks still need to be clean. So uh, we're good yeah. there. It's just uh, it's a all right. So let me um, let's wrap this up with a uh, with a spin of the. GoBundance app. You game for that? Yeah. All right. Let me go. Abundance app. Questions. Boop, 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 boop. Brian Beers. Yep. What is the nicest thing anyone has ever done for you? Nicest thing. Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> I don't. Can I, have, can I have another one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blanking on that one. You can That's a that. great question, huh? Yeah, I don't. You never think about that. Yeah. All right, Brian Beers. Questions from the question from the GoBundance app. Do you believe in extraterrestrials? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I believe you know we're uh, there, there's more life uh, in this universe than just us, and uh, you know we're just a small piece of it. Believe there's other human, other like. Uh, are you saying just plants, or are you saying plants and and animals no, no, or whatever, no, whatever aliens, they may be? Avatars. Aliens. Yeah. Yep. Whatever you want to call them. Believe in aliens. There you. That's good. All right. Good stuff. Well, listen, Ben. This has been a blast. It's great to get to know you, and um, I'm going to put Brian's information, guys, in the show notes. Uh, please reach out to him and thank him for sharing and being as candid as he has been. And uh, look forward to coming up to Philly in 2021 and meet that awesome local tribe of yours. Before I sign off, though, I did want to ask you about that because there's some guys listening that are, are just starting out with their tribe. And I know you've only been in since February, but in that short period of time, what have you learned about the local tribe and tell me a little bit about like how often you guys meet and what you do yeah so we, we have a great uh tribe of, of guys you know we meet the second tuesday of every month and, and since i've been in it every, every single time has been different uh we've gone golfing uh we've met done some masterminding at a, at a restaurant we've uh we just went to renault winery in new jersey with josh mccallan and hosted a, a great event there we golfed and then um they had a mc uh, lobster uh, speak cashflow ninja uh, about his uh you know kind of his platform 
and so every time's different. The next one we're we're meeting at another restaurant to go over you know one sheets um, and 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 talk and connect. And so um, there was another one that uh, John Edwin led a uh, a workout session in the park. So every time's a little different, and and it's been it's been great. We you know communicate through text and you know email. So yeah, it's it's uh, I'm just lucky that I you know joined and I you know I didn't know Philadelphia was was this strong or um, you know into it, but uh, I'm just I'm fortunate to to be located where I'm at, and uh, you know I've gotten so much value out of uh, the last seven seven to eight months that I've been uh, part of GoBundance. I'm uh, I feel very fortunate and grateful to have found uh, found this group, and uh, looking forward to you know creating some stronger relationships uh, from here and, and meeting everybody in person uh, once again. So. That's awesome, dude. Well, that's awesome. Well, definitely. And you should look into this. The, there's a small business mastermind as well. I don't know if you've jumped on that, but uh, they're starting a little yeah. micro tribe. Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 uh, yeah, I'll definitely get on that. And for anybody who's interested in, you know, franchising or being a franchisee, at least, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to talk to them about it. I've we, we've looked into a ton of different ones in our, you know, and uh, I have some, some good ideas and things you can negotiate with them and, uh, you know, some, some good angles to have success. So. One of the funnest things I've done is gone to one of those franchise conventions and just walked around and just talked to people. I don't know if you've ever been to those, the franchise uh, no, I have expos. Not. Yeah. Oh, they're a blast, man. They're so manic. They're like every franchise that you can think of in the world, just like just like rows and rows of them trying to sell you on why their franchise is the <laughs> best one. So, so it was yeah. a fun thing. All right, buddy. Well, good good to meet you, yep. Brian, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Cool. Thanks, Pat. In life, to be honest, I failed as much as I've succeeded. But I love my wife. I love my life. And I wish you my kind of success. Don't step to me, bitch. Now you can take-